Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's unedited podcast, episode number 72. A lot to discuss today. We'll obviously kick it off with reactions to UFC 281, get into a little Jake Paul, Andrew Tate conversation, uh, the fee segment after that, then the normal post-week 10 NFL Top 16 power rankings. <coughs> uh, our week, my, uh, Me and my brother's week 11 game predictions. Uh, my post-week 11 college football top 23 power rankings, and then my post-week 11 top 6 Heisman rankings. Then we'll get into college football week 11 reactions and week 12 predictions, talk about the USA World Cup group uh, schedule, when the games are, what I'm looking for, or what I'm hoping happens here for the U.S. in this uh, World Cup run, which obviously starts a week from, or uh, six days from now. Uh, the World Cup actually starts on Sunday, but a week from now, or six days from now, is the U.S. first game. Then we'll obviously do the podcast Fantasy Football League update. So UFC 281, what a card it was. Thrilling, action-packed. Um, we'll get in the fan fight picks. Um, we'll go through the fights that we picked, and then I'll, I'll do I'll, uh, I'll, um, I'll update the standings for everybody. Um, I believe I'm sitting in last, sadly. You know, not, not doing too hot, but... You know, there's still I think four fight, four or five fight cards to go. Um, I believe there's four or five fight cards to go. Maybe actually no, because we ended the pay per view. I'll check after this how many we have left. That's where I go through the, um, the run or the uh, results. Um, so I think what we'll do is we'll go from bottom to top. I like finishing with the the main ones. So we picked uh, from Aaron Blanchfield, Molly McCann up. So Aaron Blanchfield comes in and absolutely destroyed Molly McCann. She's special, 23 years old. She looks like she could be a future champion or definitely a uh, title contender at uh, 125. Molly McCann was riding um, an unbelievable hot streak coming in and, you know, obviously didn't go her way. Blanchfield took her down, got her in crucifix for a while, and then got the Kimura win. It's the fight game. McCann will bounce back. She's exciting. Still a lot of room to grow for her, but Aaron Blanchfield has a lot of room to grow too, and she's already right here ready at this level. Um, so great win for her. Um, we're also gonna go through what's next um, after each. So let's go. Let's let me pull up the UFC rankings. Forgot that was the only thing I didn't pull up. After each fight, we after I talk about each fight, we'll go through and do a little what's next. I should they should be updated by now. They are. Um, okay, so let's go down to the women's flyweight division. Um, here we go. So Aaron Blanchfield goes up two spots to number 10 um i think a next step for her would be like a jennifer maya or vivian arajo who are seven and eight i think one of those two make complete sense for her uh progression um so yeah i think those would be next either jennifer maya or vivian arajo um i think a good a good fun fight for molly mccann would be a cynthia calvillo you know um who's uh it looks like molly has moved out of the top 15 but that means she's probably about 16 17 calvillo is at 14 could be a very exciting matchup I think that's the fight next for Molly McCann. The next one, man, Ryan Spann, Dominic Reyes. Uh, brutal, brutal knockout for Dom Reyes. It was quick. It seemed like every shot that hit Reyes hurt him. Um, I don't know where Reyes goes from here, to be completely honest, man. That's tough. Ryan Spann, huge win. But, you know, people keep saying, oh, this is Ryan Spann's turn. We've said this four or five times, I swear, in his career that, oh, this is where he's turned the corner. He still missed weight. Um was it a good matchup for him? Possibly. You know, he's got big power. Reyes, obviously a bit chinny. Um, but it was a big knockout for him. Uh, so light heavyweight-wise, you know, Ryan Spam moved up to 10. I think Vulcan Ozdemir or Nikita Krylov next, I think, is the right fight. 
Um, for Reyes, I don't know, man. Um, maybe a maybe a Dustin Jacoby, who's at 15 right now, I think could be a good one for him. I don't know what he's going to do or if he's still going to come back or what's going to happen there. But maybe a Dustin Jacoby makes sense for him at this point. Uh, the main event, you know, Ronaldo Moicano, brilliant win over Brad Riddell. We, I, I picked Riddell. Um, did not obviously Moicano came in, legendary post fight speech. He looked tremendous. I think he's ready for a top fifteen opponent. Obviously, we're not going to do Riddell. Riddell announced he's going to step away. Just hasn't had the hunger to fight. And when you don't have the hunger to do this, you cannot do this sport. But for Moicano, I think it's got to be into the top fifteen. He has moved into thirteen now. Um. You know, honestly, a fight that I'd love to see. The guy, uh, we'll talk about him in a minute, Dan Hooker, who just won. Him, Moicano, would be thrilling. Um, You know, you could do a Ferguson fight. Would Ferguson want that? I don't know. But, I mean, above him, Moicano, it's getting into tough waters. A lot of young cats. Uh, he's just fought Dos Anjos. And Jalen Turner's there. Um, Isma Gulov's there. Sarukian's there. I think a Dan Hooker fight, who obviously we'll talk about him in a minute. I think Dan Hooker versus Moicano makes all the sense in the world right now. So that was the fight to open up the, the main card was Hooker, Dan Hooker versus Claudio Puleles. Um, Dan Hooker just, you know, Puleles really had no, he couldn't get it to the ground. He had, he threatened with that first uh, heel hook early and then he really couldn't do anything else. Hooker ends it with a body kick. Dan Hooker looked good, man. So I think Dan Hooker Moicano is the next fight. Um, God, and then Frankie Edgar just gets knocked out unconscious by Chris Gutierrez in a flying knee. Um, it was the end for Frankie. That was his last fight. Sucks to see him go out like that, but that's a part of the sport. Gutierrez, an up and comer. Um, where do they have? Did he get ranked? Let's see. Bantamweight Gutierrez is up to thirteen. Um, obviously O'Malley's up to one. Okay, so I think a fight for Gutierrez could be Adrian Yanez. Uh, could be Ricky Simone, something like that. Uh, Simone is at eleven. Adrian Yanez one under him at fourteen, or Munoz at ten, something like that though. Um, if I had to go one, I would like to see him Adrian, or I'd like to see him versus Adrian Yanez. Uh, and if I had to go one for the others, let's see, light heavyweight, Ryan Spann. Give me Ryan Spann versus Ozdemir. I think that's the correct one. And what was the other one? Oh yeah, Blanchfield. Uh, for if I had to just take one, Jennifer Maya for Blanchfield and uh, Calvillo for Molly McCann. And what was the other one we had? We had done. Moicano, like I said, Moicano Dan Hooker is the perfect matchup. So yeah, those are the matchups I'd like to see next. Uh, and then the the third, the middle, the middle fight. You know, the people's the people's main event. They called it Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, thrilling from beginning to end. Chandler rocked him early. Poirier got him late in the first round, and then Chandler, you know, mauling him on the ground in the second round, and then Poirier ends up getting the submission win. It was just a thrilling fight. Great win for Dustin Poirier. Uh, Michael Chandler always thrown, like I said, for Chandler, going to be tough to ever get a title shot again. He's kind of just going to be that fan favorite, fun fight guy, which we all have a matchup in mind, I think, for what we should do with him. Um, for Poirier, you got to think that, so Islam's fighting Volkov, Volkanovsky. If Oliver is wanting to take time off, I think the only fight for Poirier is Benil Dariush, who's ranked four. I think it's the only fight that makes sense. Um, he's already beaten Gaethje, lost Oliver, but even if, if Oliver was ready, maybe you could do a rematch there, but... I would like to see Darius Poirier number one contenders bout for the lightweight title. Winner gets the uh, Islam Volkanovski winner. So I would go, I would go there for uh, Dustin Poirier. For Michael Chandler, it's simple. Conor McGregor's got to be next. Um, it, it'd be a, it's a, it's a big fight. Uh, you know, both guys needing a win. Um, it's a big name for Conor. I don't think it's a, I, I don't like the idea of Tony Ferguson at this point because I think he's so washed 
that people aren't going to give Conor credit for that win, but we know Conor's going to fight fire with fire with Michael Chandler. And that's why we're going to love it, and it's going to be so thrilling. That's the fight to make for Michael Chandler is Conor McGregor's return fight, no doubt about it. Co-main event, Jean Wiley just got rid of Esparza. She looked good in all aspects of the game. Esparza, like I said, I thought it was just too much for her. She's a tough fighter, really good wrestler, but I just thought Jean Wiley would be way too much for her, and she was. So for the champ now, Jean Wiley, I mean, do they are they going to give Rose an immediate shot? I don't know. I mean, there's some other matchups you could see. You could see Amanda Lemos, maybe. Um, if I was for Esparza, I would say Esparza versus Mackenzie Dern, actually. Uh, Mackenzie Dern, obviously jiu-jitsu, so it could be tough for Dern to stop the takedown, but could she get a submission? And for uh, Jean Wiley, I mean, you look at it, I'm going to go Amanda Lemos. Um, I am, I'm going to go Amanda Lemos here, a new competitor. I don't know what Rose is doing, so maybe have Rose have a fight back with like a Jan Shaunan or Marina Rodriguez, uh, do that, and have Lemos fight Weili Zhang for the title. And obviously in the main event, I'm disappointed, obviously, for my boy Izzy. Uh, had the fight won, was fighting really, really good for four, four and over four and a half, you know, about four and a half rounds, and then he just got by that left hook, man. Um, I'm not going to come on here and bash Pereira, what I think about him, because he's, he's a warrior and he's got a lot of power. I do not think he's a world-class MMA fighter. I think he gets beat by a lot of guys. I think Izzy beats him if they fight again. I think Izzy was Izzy was definitely easily beating him on the night. Um, wasn't really close. It was, def- to me, definitely three rounds to one, not really close. Um, I think Izzy's taking some time off. There's some health concerns that behind the scenes that he's not talking about yet, but uh, I think he's going to take some time off. He said that when he comes back, whether Poetan has the belt or not, he will fight him. Um, so I'm going to say for Pereira, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually I'm gonna take a, a swing for the fence here. I'm going to say Hamzat Shemaev is going to fight Alex Pereira next. That is, that's the fight I think that's going to be made. Uh, I know uh, Whitaker fights in February. I think that Poetan comes back in March or April, so that fight will be booked. Uh, his next title fight, will, unless he waits even longer, if he comes back in March or April, his next title fight will be booked before that Whitaker-Costa uh, fight happens. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say Hamzat Shimaev is going to fight... Um, Hamza Shemaev is going to fight for the title next at middleweight. That is going to be what I think happens here. Um, if they've leaned any other way, there's just really nothing you can lean here. Like I said, the only other option is waiting on the Whitaker Costa fight, or if Izzy's ready sooner, sooner they do the rematch. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be Hamza Shemaev versus Alex Pereira next. Um, but yeah, UFC 281 was thrilling, awesome fight. Um, interesting to see the numbers. I wonder if they, I doubt they have any out yet. We can We can try to look. UFC 281 pay-per-view buys. Let's see if they have any, like, rumored numbers. Okay, well, I understand. Wow. Hold on. So this is saying that this one is rumored. I'm not saying it's true. This one's rumored that it could be around a million. That would be very good for Izzy. And if Izzy and... Poetan did 900,000 buys, like 800, let's say, let's just be nice and say 750,000 buys. The rematch does over a million for sure. Not even a question. Um, so let's get into Jake Paul and Andrew Tate have been swinging around in the rumors um, about fighting, boxing. They uh, faced off in a gym in Dubai, and then they were both at the Mayweather versus Deji event, and they faced off again. 
you know, Andrew Tate saying, you want this smoke, young man, and Jake Paul saying, absolutely, let's do it. There's just, there's a lot of negotiations going on. There's, you know, there's three guys kind of in the realm of possibility right now for Jake. Andrew Tate being one of them, Nate Diaz being one of them, and Tommy Fury still being one of them. And uh, Jake has given Tommy Fury's team seven days to respond. He said he'll fight him in the UK. They have to take over everything, though. Warren has to put it on. They have to take all the financial burden because of Tommy pulling out the last two. And it's kind of fuck Jake in pay-per-view buys. So, yeah, I agree with Jake Paul that Tommy Fury and his team should have to take on the financial burden because of what they've done in the past. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I would like to see Jake Paul, Andrew Tate personally over actually Nate Diaz or Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury would be last. You know, Nate Diaz and Andrew Tate kind of, kind of on even level just because Nate and Jake and the theater of that one, the drama. But also Andrew Tate brings the drama and the theater of it too. So, yeah, and Jake Paul should – he hopes to have his next fight announced um, – I think by the end of this month and for January or February is when he'd like to fight. He like said he'd like to fight three times next year. He'd like to fight early, middle, and late, which I think would be good for him. He just got to get guys to sign the contract and show up, though. Um, if I were him, I think the progression would be because I think the best fight for him to like guaranteed win is Nate Diaz, then Tommy Fury, then Andrew Tate. Um, people just don't know about Andrew Tate, 76-9, two-time world champion kickboxer. Like Andrew Tate's legit. He's only 35, like fought in 2020 as of recent so like Andrew Tate's no punk um Nate Diaz obviously no punk either but Nate Diaz being slower stuff like that um yeah I think uh I think Jake Paul Andrew Tate would be awesome but yeah like I said he's looking to fight January February and then he'd like to go June July and then November December of next year so he's hoping to get three I hope he does as well I'd love to see him stay active it's, it's not on him though uh, guys are signed to fight and then pulled out. So it's not on him. He's he's willing to fight. So let's get into the fee segment here. Let me grab a drink real quick. Here we go. Fee segment. Mostly all NFL. And then one NBA question that he just saw recently. I saw it too. Um, okay, so let's go. Are the Bucks finding their way back into a groove? They're finding their way back, yes, for sure. Obviously not there because, the, you know, still not scoring much, but they're finding their groove. They'll be in the playoffs, and they're going to be a very tough out. Tom Brady will be a tough out. <clears throat> who do who do you, did you learn more about, the Bills or the Vikings? Mm, a little bit of both. I learned that the Bills are not what they were perceived to be before the season. Josh Allen is not even close to Mahomes' level. Um, I've learned also that the Vikings are no punk, no pushover. 24-7 down, and here they come, rolling back. The Vikings are no pushover at all. Learned a little bit about both teams, I'd say. Overreaction or not, Josh Allen's turnover issues will be the reason the Bills lose in the playoffs. No, that's not an overreaction. That will be the reason they lose. Dude's decision-making is not great. He leads the NFL in interceptions now, I believe. So, yeah, I th- not an overreaction. I think that will be the reason why. Fact or fiction? We are overlooking the Titans as a team that can make some noise in the AFC playoffs. Hmm. I'm going to say fact. With their run game and their defense playing at a pretty high level, I'm going to say that we are overlooking them a little bit. I don't think the AFC is as good as people thought. I think there right now is three Super Bowl, maybe four Super Bowl contenders. Maybe. Maybe, man. I just don't even know how to... Describe the Dolphins and the Ravens in that group, really. I think the Chiefs are undoubtedly the favorites. Um, 
I think they could because you got to think they're probably going to be the three or – well, they could be the – hell, they could end up being the two seed and playing a team that barely sneaks in the playoffs. So they could win a playoff game or two and be in the AFC title for sure. They could. I'm going to say fact, though. We are overlooking them. Have the Chiefs proved the AFC still clearly runs through KC? Absolutely. I mean, it's ridiculous. What I, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to have a segment at some point that says where I was un- 100% where KB was right. Still from Colin Coward, where KB was right. I said before the season it ran run through Kansas City still, clearly. And here we are. Overreaction out two is a top five quarterback right now. Mm, okay, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Brady still, Rodgers. I'm going to say no. He's there, though. He's 7-8 range. He's playing unbelievably good. He's. I don't know if he'll have a, a thing here. Uh, he does not. He would be number two in my MVP MVP rankings right now. I would go Mahomes, Tua, Tyreek, Hurts, Allen. Those would be my top five MVP. And Allen could be bumped out for Jefferson. Um, go through and predict the rest of the Giants' schedule. Okay. Let's look at the Giants. So the Giants are 7-2. and two. And I always like to be Giants. I always like to be on a little bit of the, you know, okay, okay, could they lose this one? Possibly, yes. So New York Giants football schedule. They're seven and two. So what? Eight games remain. Okay. So they just play the Texans. They play the Lions. They have they have a bye. No, they play the Lions. I actually have the Lions winning this game. So I'm gonna go Lions, a loss. I'm gonna go loss to the Cowboys, so seven and four. Win against the Redskins, eight and four. Loss against the Eagles, eight and five. Beat the Commies again, nine and five. Beat the lose to the Vikings. Mm, hold on, did I miss a game? Oh no, week eighteen. Sorry. Uh, lose. So I lose to the Vikings. Beat the Colts. Lose the so ten and seven, eleven and six. I think they go 10-7, and 11-6. That's what they'll finish. Uh, that'd be my prediction for the Giants. They'll definitely be in the playoffs. Uh, depending on what the Cowboys do, will they be the one or two wild card? Um, do the Packers still have a shot at the playoffs, or do you think it's just one game? I think they still have a shot. I'm always going to give Rodgers a chance. That was a big win for them. Uh, heartbreaking for my Cowboys, but that was a huge win for them. Uh, you know, Rodgers owns Dallas, sadly. I'm just going to have to admit it at this point. It's ridiculous that we lost that game, but... They do have a shot. I'll say that but they probably have to go they're four and six. I'm gonna say they have to go six and one though. That's another schedule to look at, isn't it? Let's look and see what I think the Green Bay Packers will go the rest of the year. Well, they shit the bed going one and three against our division. This this scheduling shit. Here we go. ESPN. Gotta have a good one. My god, dude. This shit is fucking annoying. Okay, so they have a... They have a... Okay, they play the... Two. They have a tough schedule. They have Tennessee and Philly in their next two. I'm gonna be generous and say they can split. I do have them beating Tennessee, actually, this week. I'll be generous and say split... So that means they'd have to go, they'd have to beat Chicago, Rams, Miami, Minnesota, Detroit. They'd have to win out probably. Maybe 9-8 gets you in. But even at 9-8, and even, that would be saying, 9-8 and eight would be saying they go 5-2 and two with Tennessee, Philly, Chicago, Rams, Miami, Minnesota, and Detroit. 
God, that's a tough ask. I don't know if they make the playoffs, actually. It's a tough schedule. Overreaction on Taylor Heineke is an NFL starting quarterback. That's an overreaction. I think he's a very good backup, and he can come in and help you win games and you know keep your team afloat. I do not think he is an NFL starting quarterback, though. Factor fiction, the Eagles proved they are more vulnerable than many people thought. Oh, fact. I mean, I've said it the whole time. Their schedule was weak. Um, they're very vulnerable. Uh, I don't think they're as good as people think. I think when you put Hurts and tough spots where he has to throw the ball, he's not as good. It's just the it's just the fact of it. What is your concern level for the from one to ten right now for the Cowboys? I'm at a two. I mean, I overreacted to the loss. It's a shitty loss to a shitty team, but I, I'm gonna say a two. Is it is it almost up is time almost up for Dak? No, no, not yet. I mean if we get in the playoffs though and he shits to bed in first round of the playoffs then yeah, I think so. Do the Cowboys have any realistic shot to win their division? Um, I mean, it's going to take probably going 13-4, and four, and that means having the Eagles lose two more games before you play them. Could the Eagles lose two more games? Sure, they could lose to the Giants once and or twice, possibly. You never know. Um, but And they could lose to Green Bay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say it's a very tough. I'll, I'll say on a 1-10, to 10, what's my confidence in them winning the division? That's also out of two. Um, give me the three most realistic scenarios you think Cowboys will have for the playoffs and rank them for what you... So most most likely will be the five seed, I think, and that would probably be playing Tampa Bay. Um, the six seed is the next likely, and that would be playing. Who would that be playing? Probably be playing Sam Fran. And then the next likely, I'm gonna say honestly, it would be more likely for us to get get like the two seed at home, a two seed, and win the division than finishing as the seven. Because then I think the, if we fin- if we somehow won the division, the Vikings would probably finish at one. We'd finish at two. That'd be playing a team like Seattle or New York. That would be the scenario I want the most <laughs> is the two seed. I think the most likely is us getting the five and playing Tampa. So I rank it. I want us to be the two seed first. I would honestly think that I'd rather play San Francisco than play. Actually, I don't know if that O-line, the way they can't really run the ball, I'd rather play Tampa than play San Fran with their ability to run the ball. And I think that's the most likely outcome is we're the five seed and we play Tampa in round one, which sucks having to play Tom. Um, give me your updated playoff predictions. Go through. Okay. So I'll rank it. I'm going to say one. I'm still going to go. Right now, I'm still going to go Eagles. Two. I'm going to go Vikings. Three, I'm going to go 49ers. Five, four, I'm going to go Buccaneers. Five, Cowboys. People forget, we still have to play the Giants again at home. I'll go Giants as the six. Seven, so let's eliminate Arizona and L.A. Uh, let's eliminate Detroit and Chicago. The Commanders still have a chance. Nobody else in Tampa's division. So it's really Seattle, or can Green Bay catch them? Right now, I'm going to go Seahawks as the seven. Um, so Eagles would have a bye. Vikings would play the C. Or yeah, I would take I would take Vikings over Seattle, Niners over Giants. I'm actually going to say I like our matchup with the Buccaneers. I know game one we played them, we played like shit, but I think we're obviously a lot better now than we were when we played them. I'll take the Cowboys, so we would play the Eagles. The Vikings would play the Niners. Give me the Niners and the Cowboys to win. And then, honestly, probably give me the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. That's who I take right now, 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, One, give me the Chiefs. Two, 
I'm going to go Titans because of their division. Three, I think the Bills come back and take it. Four, Ravens. Five, Dolphins. Six, give me the Bengals. Seven. So seven between the Patriots, Jets, Chargers. And that's it. God, dog. Give me the Chargers. I'm going to say those other teams in the AFCs don't get in. Chargers. So Titans will play the Chargers. Give me the Titans. Bills, Bengals. Mm. Give me the Bengals right now. Dolphins, Ravens. Give me the Dolphins. So Chargers, Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. Dolphins, Bengals. Give me the Give me the Dolphins and then Chiefs-Dolphins. Give me the Chiefs versus the Niners in a rematch, and the Chiefs take it. That would be my prediction right now in the playoffs. Um, so, and the last one is, would you take? Would you trade the 2020 NBA title for a chance to draft Victor Wimbanyama if you were the Lakers? Absolutely fucking not. I, I saw this, and I was absolutely pissed it was a headline. No, I would never trade an NBA title for a potentially good, great player. Potentially. Remember, people said Kristaps was going to be God. Right? We don't know how good this guy's going to turn out in the NBA. What if he gets injuries like Kristaps and he just turns into a Kristaps? A really good, you know, a good number two on an average team. It would have to be a three on a great team. Come on. I'm taking my NBA title and running with it. The whole point of this is to win NBA titles. They won one because of that trade. Give me the NBA title every day of the goddamn week. It's not even a discussion for me. All right? So there we go. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the NBA title, I think. Not even really tough. So here's my post-week 10 NFL Top 16 Power Rankings. I'm sorry, grab a drink. Okay. Um, Chiefs at one. Easy. Uh, Vikings now at two, Dolphins at three, Eagles at four, Bills at five, Ravens at six, Cowboys at seven, 49ers at eight, Giants at nine, Jets at 10, Bengals at 11, Titans at 12, and I feel like I'm underestimating the t- Let me change this real quick. I gotta have the Titans up a little more. It's ridiculous. Live change, boys. And you know what? I, I keep doing it, and I need to do it on who I truly think's the best. I'm dropping the Jets a little too. Live. I'm actually going to drop the Jets a decent ways. I just don't think the Jets are, are that good. So I'm going Titans at 10, Bengals at 11, Buccaneers at 12, Seahawks at 13. Jets at 14, Patriots at 15, and Chargers at 15. Hold on. Let me make sure I save this real quick. At this point in the season, I need to start going off who I think is actually the best teams, right? Got to. Um, Okay, so there... So, okay, now our week 11 game predictions. I'm 85-61-1. My brother is 80-66-1. Thursday Night Football, Titans at Packers. I'm going Packers 24-23. He's going Titans 28-21. Browns at Bills. Snow 
fall coming. I'm still leaning Bills 2017. I thought about the Browns. He's taking Browns 22-18. So we differ on the first two. <coughs> Bears, Falcons, we have the same. We both have the Bears. I have 34-31. He has 27-24. Panthers at Ravens, we both have the Ravens. I have 27-17. He has 28-20. Redskins at Texans, we differ. I have Skins 30-22. He has Texans 24-20. Eagles at Colts, this is my upset of the week. 27-24 Colts. He has Eagles 34-25. Jets at Patriots. I got Patriots 23-20. He's got Patriots 28-14. Ravens at Saints. No Cup, possibly no Stafford. We're both going Saints. I'm going 24-17. He's going 22-20. Lions at Giants. We both took the Lions. 33-30 for me, 27-21 for him. Sunday, mid to late day games. Uh, Bengals at Steelers, we differ. I took the Bengals 24-20. He's going Steelers in a season sweep 24-17. Broncos at Raiders, we differ. A lot of differ in this week. This could be a huge swing week for one of us. Going, I could go up by a lot. He could make a comeback. Uh, Raiders at Broncos, I'm going Raiders 2019. He's going Broncos 17-14. Uh, Cowboys at Vikings. Obviously, I'm not picking against the Cowboys. Uh, it's a tough game, though. Tough game. Uh, we both went Cowboys. I went 31-27. He went 35-30. Chiefs at Chargers. I went 34-24 Chiefs. He went 21-17 Chiefs. Monday Night Football. We differ. I got Niners 27-20. He's sticking with the cards 28-20. We kind of pick these. We both are picking. We both have these two teams. Each have one team that we have been riding all year, and they have disappointed us. Me for the Raiders and him for the Cardinals. So let's get into my post-Week 11 college football top 23 power rankings. Georgia at 1 at 10 and 0. Ohio State at 2 at 10 and 0. Michigan at 3 at 10 and 0. TCU at 4 at 10 and 0. Um, Tennessee at 5 at 9 and 1. USC at 6 at 9 and 1. LSU at 7 at 8 and 2. Alabama at 8 at 8 and 2. North Carolina at 9 at 9 and 1. Clemson at 10 at 9 and 1. Penn State at 11 at 8 and 2. 12, Utah at 8-2, 13, Oregon at 8-2, 14, Kansas State at 7-3, 15, Ole Miss at 8-2. Damn it. It's just the shit that happens sometimes in this thing. Hold on. Regroup. Okay. Paul. Okay, here we go. Um, USC or at sixteen UCLA at eight and two, seventeen UCF at eight and two, eighteen Washington at eight and two, nineteen Notre Dame at seven and three, twenty Florida State at seven and three, twenty one Coastal Carolina nine and one, twenty two Cincinnati at eight and two, and twenty three Tulane at eight and two. So significant risers: Penn State fifteen to eleven, K State seventeen to fourteen. UCF 23 to 17, Washington unranked to 18. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Florida State unranked to 20, Coastal unranked to 21, and Cincinnati unranked to 22. Significant fallers. Oregon 6 to 13, UCLA 8 to 16, Texas 16 to unranked, Liberty 18 to unranked, Tulane 19 to 13, Kentucky 21 to unranked, and NC State 22 to unranked. I don't know. Do they do the college football playoff rankings tonight? I don't know. I haven't seen them. 
teams in consideration. So my next five out: Liberty at eight and two, Oklahoma State seven and three, Texas six and four, Florida six and four, and NC State seven and three. <clears throat> my post week eleven top six Heisman rankings: C.J. Stroud, uh, quarterback out of Ohio State at one; Drake May, uh, quarterback out of North Carolina at two; Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee at three; Caleb Williams, the quarterback out of USC at four. Stetson Bennett, the quarterback out of Georgia at five, and Blake Corum, the running back out of Michigan at six. So now we go into my five main reactions to week 11. Uh, Oregon UCLA just shit the bed. Uh, UCLA still has something to play for, obviously. If they beat USC, they will be uh, still leading. They will go to the Pac-12 title, most likely, if they beat USC this coming week. Um, Because they have the head-to-head over Utah as well. Right? They beat Utah, right? Yeah, yeah, they beat Utah. USC wins. I believe this is their last Pac-12 game, so they lock it up because they play Notre Dame. So if USC wins, they are in the call, They are in the Pac-12 title. Oregon still controls their own destiny, I believe. To uh, That was only their first Pac-12 loss, so I believe they still control their own destiny to get there, but they both ended their Pac- their uh, college football playoff hopes. Yeah, and like next one, USC is Pac-12's last hope, man. They went out, they have a shot to get in. Uh, Drake May is a serious threat to the Heisman. Uh, LSU has no shot at beating Georgia. Just don't see it. Just don't see how they beat Georgia at all. UCF controls their own destiny to New Year's Six Bowl. They went out. They're in New Year's Six for sure. Uh, I mean, they've now beaten Cincinnati and Tulane. So they are controlling their own destiny. Results from my Week 11 Top 5 Games of the Week prediction. I went 3-2. and two, Had Alabama over Ole Miss. Almost got the score correct. I uh, had Tulane over UCF. That was a loss. Georgia over Mississippi State. That was a win. Carolina over Wake. That was a win. And I had Texas over TCU. That was a loss. So I'm 33 and 22 overall. So let's go into my week 12 top five games of the week prediction. Kind of a shittier week for games, to be completely honest. Um, TCU, number four TCU at Baylor. I'm going 31 13 TCU. That's Saturday at 11 a.m. Illinois. Uh, at number three, Michigan. That is also 11 a.m. kickoff. Give me Michigan 34-14. Number 15, Ole Miss at Arkansas. 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. Give me Ole Miss by field goal, 27-24. The big one. Uh, number six, USC at number seven, number 16, UCLA. We're kind of at in the Rose Bowl, so not really. Saturday, 7 p.m., give me USC um, 45-35. And number 12, Oregon at number th- – or number 12, Utah at number 13, Oregon – Give me Oregon to bounce back 30-27. That's Saturday at 9.30. So USA World Cup group schedule. Again, they will play Monday, November 21st at 1 p.m. versus Wales to kick it off. I fully expect three points from that game. Um, I think five points will get this will get us into the next round, but I fully expect a win. USA-England will be Friday, November 25th at 1 p.m. Uh predicting a draw but a loss doesn't hurt us as long as we win our last one but i'm gonna say draw uh usa versus iran will be tuesday november 29th at 1 p.m i predict a win i'm predicting seven points from the u.s could be a tall task because it's not an easy group but i'm gonna say seven points for the u.s in this group cannot wait thrilled with the world cup being here i know i wish it was in the summer as well kind of screws up all the scheduling for uh club soccer but that just is what it is it falls here they chose to go to Qatar didn't have to and they did and they know they made the mistake but that's what happened um so yeah we'll get into we'll look at the podcast league now I did have I did have a tough loss that really hurt me in a way Uh, I could have really separated from the bunch I'm still in not 
locked into a playoff spot by no means at six and four. Um, twelve point loss. Uh, so now I play, or maybe I lost by more than that. Probably now I play uh, Trey, who is six and four as well. Um, it's we have four teams at six and four and one at seven and three, and then two, three and seven, three, three and sevens. So I am up on on uh, Trey. I'm up on Trey and Connor based on points right now. I play Trey. So this is a huge week. A loss could be detrimental to the fantasy season in the podcast league. Miller sits at top at seven and three. Josh at two at six and four. I'm at three at six and four. Uh, Trey at fourth at six and four. Craig at has now won four in a row, I believe. He's at six and four and fifth. My brother is three and seven and sixth. Fletch at seven at three and seven. And then eight, Coley at three and seven. Going to be tough for those guys to work their way back to the playoffs. They probably have to kind of come close to winning out. Um, I don't know what I'm – I haven't really decided. Trade deadline is this week. I don't really think I'm going to make any trades, but I haven't decided fully. I do have ETN, Godwin on a bye, and Jalen Waddle, so kind of a tough week for me, to be honest. Um, as of right now, I'm playing Allen at quarterback, McCaffrey and Foreman at my running backs, Diggs and Hopkins at receiver, Schultz at tight end, Higby and Mooney as my super flexes, or as my flexes, and then Dak as my super flex, Daniel Carlson, my kicker, and then Eagles defense. I need to win this week because, I mean, a loss could be huge going forward. Um, So I really need to win. Oh, we do have another league on Sleeper. A dynasty league where basically you keep your team each year. I'm actually at the top at five and five, which is, which is kind of sad. The my my division goes. I'm at five and five and first. My brother in second at five and five. Then we got four and six, two and eight, two and eight. The other division has nine and one, seven and three, seven and three, five and five, four and six. So the team that's in fourth, uh, which is Carter, would be second right now in ours because I would be ahead on points. So if the playoffs started today. Lucius would be over Carter in points. Is that right? Let me check that again. That is right. So actually, we'd have two teams in because Carter's points four. Right now, it'd be me with a bye because I won my division. Schmidt at nine and one would get a bye. It'd be Lou and Fletch versus each other. And then, oh, Carter and Colby. Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they have four teams in. It's a 16 playoff. Yeah. So they would have four teams out of their five in. We'd have two out of our five in right now. Jeez, kind of shitty. Kinda shitty, uh, but yeah, um, we can take. I can read you off the. I'll read you off how the fan, uh, the oh yeah fan fight pick standings first. Uh, my cousin Christian on top with fifty seven. My dad in second with fifty six. My brother in third with fifty two, and I'm down at the bottom with forty eight. Nine point gap for me at the top. Tough. Uh, I guess I do want to look real quick. How many? Uh, how many we have left till the new one begins. Um, so we have a UFC fight night coming this weekend, right? Yep. Spivak versus Lewis. Um, not the greatest fight card. Then we have a UFC on ESPN. Um, UFC fight night, that's on ESPN Plus, right? Yeah, the next, that's on ESPN Plus. This one's actually going to be on ESPN. I think it's a better card. Did they in this this is in Orlando much better card a great great fight night card actually uh, Thompson Holland Tuivasa Pavlovich Barbarina Dos Anjos uh, 
Matthias Nicolau against Schnell, Derek Brunson, Jack Hermanson, Anders Dawkins, Nico Price, Philip Rowe, Clay Guida, Scott Holtzman, Michael Johnson, Mark Diakesi, Tracy Cortez, Darren Elkins. It's a great card. So then, so we only have three. Is there another one after? Okay, hold on. We are going to close it out on a fight night, actually, because we're going to close it out at the end of December. So there's a pay-per-view on December 10th, Prohoshka and, and uh, Teixeira. And then there's a fight night at the Apex to close it with Ken Nier and Strickland. So we actually have four fight cards left before the end of this one, and then we restart at the beginning of January. Um, so, yeah, four fight cards left for me to make a run. Um, oh, yeah, I'll read you the how it's looking in uh Locks of the weekend over on KB and the boys. Um, so at number one, uh, Tate sixteen thirteen and one. Colby in second at sixteen and fourteen. Carter and or oh, and then I would actually be in third at fifteen thirteen and two. Carter and Fletcher tied for fourth at fifteen and fifteen. Uh, Nick in fifth at twelve seventeen and one. Miller in fifth at eleven and nineteen. And then Schmidt in last at ten nineteen and one is the way it's going right now for locks of the weekend but yeah so we'll be back tuesday with that or thursday excuse me today's tuesday oh yeah thursday with that but uh thank you guys for listening peace